One of the most frequently asked questions in my annual survey is, how do I find and get to know my audience? Which is valid because understanding your audience is one of, if not the, most important part of marketing. If you don't understand your audience, consistency won't matter. Exciting launches won't matter. Basically, nothing will matter. So I brought in an expert on messaging and marketing research to help us dive into who our audience is and what it is that they need from us. Nadine Netherly is the founder of Can Do Content and a strategic website and email copywriter for female founders who want to intentionally attract, delight, and retain their dream customers. Her strategic take on audience research and copy turns every brand touchpoint into genuine connections that drive sales, celebrate loyalty, and surround you with keen brand advocates who happily do the word spreading for you. Over the past seven years, Nadine has given global e-commerce success stories, game-changing startups, and industry-disrupting service providers the words to shine and strategies to build a sustainable business long-term. You're listening to episode 199 of the Chasing Simple Podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. This episode was brought to you by my book, Chasing Simple Marketing, and you can grab your own copy at amandawarfield.com book. How do I find time to create content without overwhelming myself? Where should I even be showing up in my marketing? How do I come up with fresh content ideas? Where should I be focusing my marketing efforts? What is lead generation anyways and how do I do it? Are launches still a thing? And most importantly, how do I put it all together to market my business strategically? Can I really grow my business without spending all of my time marketing? These are some of the questions that float around in your head when you think of marketing. Welcome, friend. This is Chasing Simple, where practical marketing strategy meets simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, simplicity-focused content marketing and launch strategist, speaker, educator, and author of Chasing Simple Marketing. I traded in my classroom lesson plans for helping creative entrepreneurs sustainably fit marketing into their business without it taking over their business so that they have time to grow their business, take time off, and live the life they dreamed about when they first decided to go out on their own. When I'm working, you can find me working with one-on-one clients, such as The Contract Shop and Rebecca Rice Photography on their marketing strategy and copywriting, or helping my students simplify their marketing and launches. And when I'm not, you can find me spending time outside with my husband, Russell, reading in our hammock, watching Gamecock sports, traveling, or forcing our cats to snuggle me. If you feel overwhelmed by marketing, you aren't alone. Many entrepreneurs find marketing frustrating, overwhelming, and simply an obligation. They know they need it, but they don't enjoy how easily it can suck up their time when what they really want to be doing is the thing that they started their business to do. Which is why I'm here, to help make marketing simple and less time consuming, so that you can spend less time on your marketing and more time growing your business and doing what you love. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is, and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on uncomplicating your marketing and business. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? There are a lot of different marketing strategies out there, from content to networking to speaking to ads and so many more. And with so many different marketing strategies, it's easy to find yourself hopping from one to the next without seeing results, especially when you see other entrepreneurs getting results from their marketing strategies when you aren't seeing any from your own. 
And after hearing from listener after listener wondering which marketing strategy they should focus on, I decided to create a quiz to help you narrow down which strategies will be best for you based on your current phase of business. Head to amandawarfield.com slash quiz to take it, learn where you should focus your marketing energy, and start seeing results from your marketing. Again, that's amandawarfield.com slash quiz. Hi, Nadine. I am so excited about this conversation. Like I just mentioned before we hit record, I know that this is something that my audience has heard me talk about more than once, but I'm really excited to hear an expert's take on the how of it, the why of it, just more in-depth conversation about really getting to know your own audience. But before we get into all of that good stuff, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, certainly. Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. Um, Can't wait for this chat. One of my favorite topics. Um, So I'm Nadine. I am a strategic website and email copywriter for women-led brands. And I'm based in Sydney, Australia, um, where I am on the outskirts um, on five stunning acres and chase my three kids when I'm not busy in my copywriting cave um, working for, for client projects. I came into copywriting, like so many of us, on a bit of a detour. Um, I've got a background in marketing and corporate communications, so I always had to find that special angle to sell a product or, um, you know, um, come up with that unique point of difference to to really get people to to fall in love with the brand. Um, And then, yeah, redundancy came along, you know, several pregnancies, as I said, and um, that sent me on a bit of a soul-searching journey to work out what I want to do, how I can have the biggest impact um, and also find the biggest fulfilment. So, yeah, it took a few years, but um, eventually um, came into copywriting, my content marketing, um, because back then, you know, social media had organic reach and Mm -hmm. actually... (laughs) Um, was somewhat more, um, yeah, more easy to tackle than it seems today. So came into my own business that way and then fell in love with copywriting, went um, and trained with some of the best copywriters because I love learning. And, um, yeah, took the full-time plunge into um, yeah, quitting my, my corporate gig in late 2020 and I've never looked back. And nowadays I get to support amazing women um, both e-commerce and service-based businesses on their copywriting journey and um, yeah, finding their voice, getting their point of difference across, and uh, most importantly, writing copy that really speaks to the core of their dream audience. What happens when we don't truly know and understand our audience? How does that affect our marketing? Yeah, um, basically it means you are basing everything in your business on assumptions because let's face it, we are all super close to our business. We're very passionate about what we do. We think we know our zone of genius and why people are actually trusting us with um, their brand and inviting us into their business to help them. But um, yeah, when it comes down to it, um, that can be a huge problem for your marketing because your messaging is going to fall flat. Um, Your copy actually is not going to speak to the problems, the desires, the transformation that your audience is hoping. And ultimately, you can send as many emails and, um, you know, send out as many social media posts as you want, but it's not going to get you the result that the audience actually is going to be primed and ready to um, see you as that perfect fit and the perfect solution to help them out of their, um, yeah, out of their funk. That's so good. And just the idea of 
your copywriting falls flat. I know that I've experienced this. I'm sure my audience has where you think like, oh, I've got everything set up and prepped and ready to go for this launch or this new offer or whatever it may be. And you put the content out there and it's just crickets. And you're like, man, yeah. I thought I thought I had it figured out. And so that's a sign of actually you didn't dig deep enough quite for your audience and, and they don't feel like you know them. They feel like you just kind of have a general idea of them. So on the flip side of that, what do you see happen when you have clients that you're working with and you guys are able to really ensure that you do understand their audience? Yeah. So every client um, project that I take on always starts with audience research and actually taking that step back and um, yeah, having a conversation with either their existing audience, if they're established and they've been around for a while, or if they are trying to change niche, you know, launching new offers that speak to a different audience. Um, we're going to actually speak to their, their ideal um, new audience to make sure that um, we have that messaging down packed. So, um, yeah, that process often comes with so many aha moments um, along the way as well, not only when it comes to the way they're showing up online, but also um, when it comes to their services, how they deliver them, the products um, in themselves, the you know online course, etc. So it really um, yeah helps them helps them understand themselves more, their business more, and um, yeah it it means ultimately their website copy, their email copy is doing the selling for them with them without having to push that hard sell. So they can just be authentic, they can show up with empathy because they have that clear understanding. And it makes everything so much easier. Um, and ultimately, even your website becomes a an organic sales machine where people who resonate with your messaging are going to reach out, book that discovery call, book, you know, your one-on-one -on -one session if you can book online. Um, and those people who aren't your perfect fit audience, they're not going to waste your time or their time and they're going to click away. And ultimately, that is what your website should be doing. It shouldn't be vanilla, speak to everyone. Um, it really needs to do that pre-selection for you. Um, and it is it just means you run a much more streamlined business that organically attracts um, who is perfectly positioned to buy from you. So how do you go about getting to know your audience? What do you do? Yeah, so um, as I said before, you can either tap into your existing audience or into um, that potential audience that hasn't worked with you before. They are both really valid, um, really amazing perspectives. And um, you can begin with a customer survey. So that's how we usually begin. It's um, a very strategic set of questions that um, takes your customers or that perfect fit audience on um, a journey to relive that experience with your brand. So it starts with looking at what happened before they decided that they need help with XYZ problem. And, you know, those mindset hurdles that were going on, how they potentially considered solving that, that problem, and then also what made you that perfect fit. Um, then we're shifting to um, during the process. So those first aha moments that came with it, um, the immediate transformation, immediate wins, and ultimately down the track, you want to um, work out the tangible results. So hard hitting wins that you can turn into amazing 
really relatable copy bits and pieces. So that can be numbers, that can be, um, you know, increase in retention. It just makes it super relatable rather than sticking with um, words like, you know, uplifting, empowering, like I empowered my customers, my customers felt more confident. All those things are great, but, um, you know, no one can really relate to it. Whereas if you can put hard numbers to it and actual um, results like, you know, I doubled um, the number of inquiries and I even landed 90% of those customers. Um, so everything feels much more relatable um, and much more real um, and people can picture themselves in your customer shoes. So that's the first step. So surveying your audience. And then if you have responses um, that where you go, oh my God, that's something I never considered. It's an angle that's really interesting. They are super generous and, and share really generously in, in their answers, then I would recommend inviting them for a quick chat. So, you know, 15 minutes um, of your time, you can even return the favor and let them pick your brain for 15 minutes just to get them across the line and actually, um, you know, commit to that, that appointment. Um, and that's where you have the opportunity to dig even deeper. So you can um, let them elaborate on um, their answers um, and have those follow-up questions that really allow you to to go even deeper. And the good thing about conversations is you can transcribe them, which means you don't have to frantically take notes along the way. You can listen with intent. After, if you revisit that transcript, it allows you to pick up the actual words and the actual language that your audience is using that you can then literally plug straight into your copy um, in, in many instances. I love that you pointed out that using the surveys helps you to make your copy and your content so much more real because over and over again with my clients, I see, you know, I'll, I'll say, okay, well, what's the transformation or what is their win? Or, you know, I'll ask a question when we're trying to really dive into their offer, their offer messaging, and they'll come back with something like empowering or whatever. And it's like, that's great, but that's really fluffy. And it means nothing to anybody. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, Unless you're feeling empowered in any given moment, it's hard to encourage someone to feel that, mm. you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's so much more relatable um, and you get people to, to nod along. So you want that, um, you know, that instant scrolling. People can't get enough of your sales page because they just feel so heard and seen and understood. And that's only going to happen if you take the time to put yourself in your customer shoes and, and actually go on that journey with them and work out how you can support them, who is that perfect fit. Um, and that means ultimately you get, get customers working with you that are going to get the outcomes that you want. And that's the win-win for everyone. You don't want to attract customers who were never the first um, the perfect fit in the first place. It's true. Such a good point. So how often should we be going about doing that market research and sending out those surveys? Yeah, so I would start, if you've never um, taken the time to actually survey your audience and, and take that step back, then I would um, send one out today, this week, and I actually put it on your to-do list because it doesn't take very long and um, the aha moments that come from it are so powerful. But if you already have done it, um, I would see and investigate how you can incorporate um, automated surveys into your onboarding process um, and offboarding process so along um, the way within your 
line project. So it feels more organic and you don't have to actually remember to check in with customers down the track because we're all busy. There's so much to do. And, um, you know, with CRM systems, it's so easy to ask a set of very strategic questions as you welcome people on board. Um, and then as you deliver, let's say your website copy, you know, that email flow, whatever you deliver um, for those immediate wins. And then again, you know, a few weeks um, or a few months, depending on what, um, how long it takes for your, your deliverables to, to do their job. Um, you, again, just touch base with them, check in, see how they're going, which you should be doing anyway. Um, and then throw in a few, a few strategic questions that get you those tangible wins. So you can then add them to testimonials and, and also use them on your website on your sales page, wherever you, you might need them. So the key is to automate it where you can to not add to your already long to-do list, but make it super streamlined and, and something that you can, um, yeah, you can tap into on an ongoing basis. So when you're working with one-to-one clients, you recommend towards the beginning, at the end, and then a few months later as well? Absolutely. Yeah. What about for those that are listening that have more digital-based products or even physical products Mm -hmm. or courses, things like that, how can they automate surveys? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a few um, digital products myself. So um, I have, again, strategically placed a few um, strategic questions along the way. So I do have an intake survey, again, very very strategic, very short because people are very excited. They want to get stuck in. So again, capturing that initial thought pattern, why they were looking for the cause, what made them buy, um, you know, what convinced them to to hand over their credit card details. Um, And then as they go through my course content, I also have one question surveys after um, particular modules where I expect, you know, big transformations, big aha moments, the penny drops. And um, they are super powerful as well because they are in the moment, live feedback as people have watched your content. They, you know, have engaged with that new piece of information that's going to get them to their win. Um, so they have been super, super practical to yeah, even dig deeper into the actual course itself and work out how I can improve it and how I can um, yeah, add to it to have even more impact. And then I also survey them after the course. So once they've completed it, um, get that feedback. So, you know, whether the course aligned with their expectations, um, how I can improve it. As I said, I'm a big fan of um, using those insights to actually improve your business, the way you do business, et cetera, as well. So, yeah, and that is super simple. You just embed those surveys in your course portal, in your platform, um, something that is just sitting there waiting, waiting for your audience and your, your students to, um, to tap into. That's so great. And I love that. Okay. So beforehand, you're like, what, what made you buy and where are you now? And then at the end, okay, where are you now after you've done the work? But when you're asking questions throughout after a particularly powerful module, what kind of questions are you asking there? Yeah, it's literally just, for example, in my audience success formula. So part of it is actually, um, tapping into your audience without knowing where your audience hangs out. You don't have existing clients. So it's something a lot of my students have never considered before because there's a, that assumption that you have to have existing clients. You can't do audience research without actually serving people already. Um, and so after that particular survey where um, I 
explore online snooping, as I like to call it in a non-creepy way. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are just, yeah, so, so um, surprised that there was so much goodness at their fingertips and um, they never consider tapping into it. So um, there are so many gems that have come from that that I now use in my sales emails as, you know, screenshots, screen grabs to, to even just highlight that the first module in, in that particular program is already setting you up with so many, um, you know, successes even before you send your first customer survey. Yeah, so it's all about the instant aha moment, that penny drop situation to, to really get the excitement and, um, again, the language that they're using to describe that, to um, use it in the copy. Okay, so once you've done the market research, then what do you do with that information? How do you how do you kind of go through and disseminate through it? Yeah, yeah, that's the key because um, you know you can send out all the surveys, have all the responses, and if you don't actually systemize them, um, you have spent a whole lot of time looking through it and are none the wiser, right? So I love to organize them into buckets which um, you can absolutely add to as you go along. You can also update them because let's face it, um, with recessions and pandemics, all the things that are popping up around us, not, no one's all coming. You actually have to be nimble and adjust your messaging to go with the times because things that were applicable three years ago, pre-COVID, probably have shifted somewhat since then. So it's important to yeah, keep that up to date, gather new intel um, and then update those buckets as you go along. The actual buckets themselves um, are tapping into that customer journey. So that experience from pre-purchase through to um, transformation. Um, and we're looking at objections. So those things that we're holding people back potentially um, from purchasing um, around, you know, could be cost, could be time, it could be mindset. So all those um, juicy details, then the pain points. So what tangible problem is keeping them up at night that they're trying to solve? Um, on the flip side, we've got the transformation. So what are they hoping to achieve by taking your course, by working with you one-on-one? -on -one? And we're also looking at false beliefs. These are super handy as well um, because we need to acknowledge them and, um, you know, because we're all surrounded by family, friends, society that try to tell us certain things are true and applicable. Um, so we've got those voices surrounding us um, that impact our purchasing decision as well. So finding out those misconceptions that um, were floating around, around, you know, audience research, great, great example. You know, people don't think they need audience research because they know their audience. So it's around, you know, addressing those um, false beliefs and um, validating, you know, the actual, the actual truth. Um, we're also looking at sticky words, um, my favorite. So these are part of the response, um, the survey responses that are so good that you can literally copy and paste them often into headlines, subheadings, um, into bullet point lists of, you know, tangible outcomes. They are amazing. And basically your audience is doing half your copywriting for you. Um, as an example here, I've recently worked with a um, membership for um, empty nest midlife women. So women transitioning from being all absorbed into, you know, in being a mum, their kids are moving to college and all of a sudden they're left with that big void. And um, we also surveyed, you know, her audience and, and um, got to know them to actually work out 
what is what the problems are, the objections, you know, the transformation. And um, someone responded that they are looking for the 50-year-old version of their favourite playgroup mum. And mm. that is something I could never have come up with. And um, it is so relatable and tangible and um, real that we literally use that in, um, in her sales copy, left, right and centre, because it's just, yeah, too good to pass by. So things like that, often you read it and you go, oh, my God, it's a completely different perspective, something I could never, never make up in my wildest dreams. Yes, yeah, so sticky words and sticky terms, they are amazing. And often as well, um, you can have a bucket around um, things about you, so testimonials um, when you survey your existing customers. Um, and if you design your survey strategically, you can actually piece together really powerful testimonials away uh, along the way as well for your website because you are taking them on that journey you know what was going on in their lives before they worked with you so that addresses the the pain points the transformation they've experienced and then those tangible results and those testimonials really do the selling for you um, and are so much better than those that say you know Amanda was amazing to work with because mm -hmm. that does no good for anyone so right. <laughs> Yeah, the nice side benefit from um, yeah, getting all those buckets is to actually be able to have fresh testimonials um, that you can use, obviously with permission. So, you know, make sure you include a question in your survey as well that um, that addresses that and just, you know, says, can I use your insights on my website? And you'd be surprised. A lot of people actually are more than happy to share. That's so powerful. Okay, so you take the answers, the survey responses, and you kind of sort them out into all these different categories. When you sit down to write and create that copy and that content, how do you use what you've sorted to craft something that is actually going to help increase those sales? Yeah. So when I then approach um, my client's website copy, for example, I have a very um, you know, thought out structure for each of the web pages um, that takes the reader on the journey. So depending on which section I'm working on, I will visit um, certain bu buckets in my spreadsheet um, and see how I can incorporate them um, in the copy. So basically um, the audience is doing the the basic structure for me, you know, the, the content, and then what all it comes down to is for me to actually uh, put it together in a way that sounds good and presentable and actually leads the reader to that next next logical step. But it just takes out the guesswork um, that so often happens when, when you're just trying to write anything for your business, be it an email, your website, you're staring at that blank page and you have no idea where to start. So this way you can actually go to pre, you know, pre-sorted, pre-curated ideas um, and then turn them into bullet point lists um, and, yeah, really have relatable structure for your copy um, before you even start writing. And then the sticky terms, um, as I said, I look through those all the times and see how I can how I can even use, you know, fractions um, of that, of those expressions in, in copy because it just takes um, your copy game to that next level. This is so helpful. And this has been such a great dive into how exactly to get to know your audience and then how to use what you've learned about them in your content, in your copy and your messaging so that you can increase those sales. But if you could give everyone just one action step 
for this interview, what would it be? Mm, I would actually just send that first survey. Literally, um, it takes 10 minutes of your time. Um, I personally use Google, um, Google Forms. There are so many other, you know, free platforms out there. It's not complex and um, it can gather data in the background as you keep working. And then when you have the time, you come back to it and um, sift through it. But commit to those 10 minutes today to put together a survey that takes your reader, um, your audience on, on that journey to actually um, start collecting data for your copy and um, get into the habit of, of making it a regular um, a regular process in your business. Yeah, I love that. Get started, send that first survey today, friends. So if you could give everyone one book recommendation, what would it be? What's a must read or must listen to? Yeah, so I um, I love Kate Northrup's book, Do Less. Um, mm-hmm. as, <laughs> it's quite shocking, actually, as women. I think we're so, um, yeah, so so removed from our bodies and our flow yes. sometimes that, um, yeah, reading it just really opened my eyes to um, the way I reacted to, you know, client projects, even like my timeline, my calendar. So for those of you who haven't heard of the book, it's all about, um, yeah, understanding your cycle as a woman and then trying to book appointments and, you know, your client work around your cycle rather than having to, uh, keep fighting on against, um, you know, your natural, um, the natural way your body wants to, wants to behave in certain weeks. And, um, yeah, obviously it's not always possible to keep week clear, um, of client work, but when I can, I try to, um, yeah, work out which appointments naturally would flow into this week, um, and which ones I should put off for another week if possible. So, um, yeah, for those of you who want to understand how your body as a woman impacts not only your life, but your business and everything that comes with it, highly recommend. I need to reread that one. I read it when I was like first beginning my journey to understanding my cycle and how all of that works. And now that I've been doing this for a while and really have been working on cycle syncing, I should go back and reread that. It's sitting on my bookshelf. So that's a great recommendation. Yeah. See, here's your reminder. (laughs) Dean, thank you so, so much for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time to just pour into everyone that's listening and help them get to know their audience a little bit better. Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. You can find this episode show notes as well as all the resources you need to simplify your marketing over at amandawarfield.com. If you liked what you heard here today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you could take a moment to leave a rating and review, it would truly mean the world to me. Ratings and reviews are the number one way that you can support a podcast and ensure that it sticks around for many more episodes to come. I'll see you next time. Now go out and uncomplicate your marketing and business.